Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al pie del cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's the Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> hey, boys and girls, welcome, welcome, I'm back. I'm back at 8.30 in the morning, Central European Time, 2.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2.30 in the afternoon for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. You're listening to the one and only Pro Bowl Show. Where were we yesterday? If you were, um, I know a few people reached out. You're not live. Why aren't you live? Um, yesterday, um, Yesterday's show was recorded the day prior in the evening. We did a very special Pro Bowl Show live at um, 6.30, a Probo show after dark. If you missed it, if you go to my YouTube channel, The Probo Show, you can actually find it there. I have the, the VOD is open for you guys to watch and enjoy. How are you doing out there, folks? Oh, my God, it's Friday. Natch, we made it, man. <laughs> we, we made it. <laughs> it feels so beautiful. Yeah, that's right, guys. Uh, well done. You survived the week. It is Friday. We have um, the weekend to look forward to. What are you doing this weekend, Natch? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yet. Oh, a surprising weekend. I like Maybe. It. <laughs> not too much, I guess. Yeah, me neither. I don't think. I hope not. Again, I am um, I want to do some writing. I'm writing a, preparing a script for something. I don't know if I'm going to have time to do that. Hopefully, I will. Hopefully, I will. Um, and what else? And that's it, really. Catch up on some TV. It's been a busy week. Uh, for those of you fans of the of the lunchtime show, Andy did an amazing job, I'm sure, on her own yesterday. I was trapped in a meeting. Um, okay, so let's get into today's show. I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning, and they gave me an amazing list of things that we can cover today. In 100 Humans, I asked them which office supply is most likely to cause an injury. ¿Qué material de oficina tiene más probabilidades de causar lesiones, injuries, accidentes? Yeah, whichever. It doesn't matter. Um, then, in complete the news, uh, in complete the news, we'll find out um, why an Australian woman caused outrage. Una australiana causa indignación por... Bueno, you'll find out in the second half of the show. And in our unpopular opinion today, kind of a take two on an argument that I lost last year. <laughs> but I've re rephrased the argument. And, uh, and this time, I feel like I'm going to win. I'm feeling lucky, Natch. Today's unpopular opinion is marriage licenses should expire after one year. <laughs> you know? Okay, I, 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 you know, I recognize that my partner in crime here is a married man. But I think I can convince you. I think I can convince all of you. Let's see, Vero's with us this morning. How are you doing? Vero says, good morning. Beautiful warriors around the universe. How are you doing? Um, if you want to be as cool as Vero and the other people joining us live in the audience, you simply go to twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian. We are live today. And I'm excited to interact with you guys in the live audience. Um, all right. Tell you what, guys. I'm here. You're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. Yeah, following, following a, a story I've been following for quite some time, if you're a regular listener to the show, we have news about AI. Um, we have news about politics. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, well, basically quite a lot of tech news today. So um, before we get into that, one of the things I've been covering uh, quite extensively is the um, falling birth rates around the world. Uh, ratio de... Oof, how do you say birth rates, Natch? I have no idea. No, I don't know. La tasa de nacimientos. Tasa de nacimientos. Well, here's the news. Well, give yourself... A, number one, I'm pretty sure that's better than my translation. So give yourself um, uh, a nivelazo. Que nivelazo. Yes. I too can... I, I too can deal out the nivelazos. <laughs> So here we go. Um, los nacimientos en Italia se uh, encamin uh, encaminan hacia un nuevo mínimo histórico en 2023. Yeah, yeah. Vaya oh. nivelazo. See, see me and Natch there. 
<laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, birth rates or births in Italy are heading for a new record low in 2023. And Vero's here. She's going to get a Nivolato soon. Tassa de Natalida. Okay, Nivolato. Será possible? Buy a Nivolato. Like Oprah Winfrey today. You get a Nivolato and you get a Nivolato. Um, big hello to Min joining us in the chat all the way from the Netherlands. How are you doing, sir? All right. Um, yeah, Italy is experiencing a significant decrease in the number of babies being born, setting the stage for what could be the lowest birth rate the country has ever seen. In just the first half of this year, for what could um, uh, there was there were three three thousand five hundred fewer babies born compared to the same time last year. This worrying trend, which has been ongoing for 14 years, is creating problems because the population is getting older, meaning there might not be enough young workers to support the economy and health um, and help care for the elderly. The government is trying to fix the situation by... Pl- oh, God. This is the Italian government. Strap yourselves in, guys. <laughs> oh... The government is trying to help the situation. Guys, I can criticize Italy because, as you well know, I'm half Italian. So when I say these things, it's not racist. If you say them, super racist. Anyway, let's go back to the news about the Florida of Europe, Italy. The government is trying to fix the situation by planning to spend around 1 billion euros on wine and flowers. No, I'm joking. (laughs) 1 billion euros on support for families. This issue is complicated because many women find it tough to work and have children at the same time in Italy. Also, more babies are being born to women who aren't married and women who um, are waiting until they are around 31 before having their first child. Yeah, we, we, do you remember that fascinating news story about um, how, how this reduction in birth rate began in was it 14th century France or 17th century France? I can't remember. Um, and um, I can't remember the the article um, verbatim, but they they said it was because of secularization, because um, because of starting to lean away from the church. And this is certainly the case in Italy. I wonder I wonder if we can um, draw a parallel between those two stories. Um, uh, how are you doing, Ronnie? Welcome, welcome, joining us in the chat. I'm here to learn and help wherever I can, says Vero. Vero, you're the real hero. We love it. Vero's, like, on 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 Tuesday, no, when was it? Wednesday, Natch. Vero was with me in the morning, in the afternoon for the lunchtime show, in the evening for the After Dark Probo show. She's like, can we get a Probo approved for Vero, please? She's like a super warrior. Probo approved. If the warriors had ranks, you'd be a general. Vero. Um, so, yeah, why is this happening? Uh, have you met Italian men? <laughs> Again, I can say these things. You can't. When you say it's racist, when I say it, I'm talking about my people, my paisanos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This seems to, like, to be like a trend that is um, sweeping Western Europe. I mean, even here in Spain, um, even here in Spain, the birth rates are, are falling quite dramatically. Uh, and those of you who are kind of anti-immigration, bear in mind, you know, there's not, there won't be enough people soon to paying taxes to pay for your retirement. And if your retirement age gets pushed even further back, then the young people won't have jobs to pay taxes to pay for any more retirement, exacerbating the problem further. Understand my meaning, folks? This is what annoys me, Natch, when people are like super anti-immigration. You know, well, then, you know, start having babies. Natch is doing the work. Natch is doing the work. He's having, he's, he's, he's had babies. I, in fact, I would prefer him to have a few more just, just to cover my retirement. You know, <laughs> Andy, if you're listening, you too, have a few more, please. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Birth rates in Italy are headed for a new record low. Um, okay. Let's continue. So you've heard me quite often talk about how government needs to address the issue of AI, right? It, we need um, some reforms with in relation to work, the economy, um, because of this new tool or this new, yeah, I mean, tool, let's say. Or this new replacement for what is the traditional human labor, AI. We need reforms. So here we go. To the rescue, the White House. Um, La Casa Blanca. 
the White House to the rescue. Um, the White House will reportedly reveal a sweeping AI executive order on October 30th. Do, does that make us hopeful? Hmm. La Casa Blanca revelará um, a 30 de octubre una orden ejecutivo. Ejecutivo. Oh, dude, Natch. Spanish needs to be easier for English mouths, man. Ejecutiva. Radical sobre el IA. Okay, here we go. The Biden administration is poised to announce a comprehensive executive order on artificial intelligence on October 30th. This extensive directive will leverage the U.S.'s government's buying power to enforce stringent requirements on AI models, mandating thorough evaluations before they can be implemented by government agencies. Oh, wop, wop, wow. Again, there you go. The government <laughs> is making sure the government, you know, is making money. Uh, yeah. The initiative also aims to relax um, immigration constraints for adept professionals, a stark shift from previous administration's policies. This move comes as part of broader efforts to integrate AI responsibility across various federal departments with a keen focus on bolstering cyber defensives. Um, hello. All right. So, okay. So let's um, restrict AI use in government. Okay. I can agree to, I can agree with that, Natch. I can agree with it. <laughs> to a certain extent, I have made the argument that we should replace politicians with government. But all right. Say that humans are going to be in charge for the foreseeable future. All right. So, you know, restrict their use. I get it. Good for you. Good for you. Um, tax. Um, an AI tax or a robot tax has been something that's been um, suggested. Okay, perfect. So, you know, if you're a company and you replace people with robots, those robots, have to, you have to pay taxes on those robots. Okay, fine. I get it. I understand. Perfect. Um, what about we people, we, we plebs, <laughs> who are working nine-to-five jobs that are getting replaced? Have you heard any government talk about strengthening the welfare? welfare? Strengthening, um, uh, you know, free healthcare? Making any plans for us, we people here, that are going to that face the prospect of losing our job due to um, the advancing technology? Have you heard any government making those plans? Uh, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. Politician AI, guys. Let's replace politicians. The pro the, why, you know why they haven't done it, Natch? It's because they don't feel like they're going to get replaced. There is no incentive for them. Politician GPT. It's on its way, friends. Sweeping the, sweeping the globe. <laughs> All right, next. Final piece of news. You're thinking, yeah, you know, AI isn't going to replace my job, you might be thinking, Natch. You might be thinking out there in radio land. You might be thinking, yeah, no, I flip burgers for a living. I make hamburgers. AI isn't going to replace my job. Let's get into the next piece of news, shall we? White Castle, a fast food chain, is hiring robots as fry cooks and seeing improvements in service and order accuracy. <laughs> okay, guys, look. We've reported on AI CEOs. We've reported on um, AI f uh, warehouse workers. We've reported on AI finance um, departments. We've reported on AI content generation departments. We've reported on AI marketing departments. Now, AI fry cooks. <laughs> White Castle está contratando robots como cocineros um, de fritura. Dice, is that right? Yeah, oh, thank you, thank you. Y observando mejoras en el servicio y la precisión de los pedidos. White Castle, a fast food chain, is enhancing its service efficiency um, by and order accuracy by employing Misco Robotics Flippy 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, robots as fry cooks in its, in its restaurants. The technological shift began with a pilot... In, uh, in Chicago branch in September 2020 using the first version of Flippy. 
Encouraged by the positive impact, including improved kitchen workflow and the ability for staff to concentrate on customer service, the com company is now expanding the use of Flippy 2 robots. Is anybody out there actually as worried as I am about this? Dude, does this worry you at all, Natch? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It worries me. And, you know, I have polled the, um, uh, the warriors, the people who watch the show, about this, and they seem to be worried too. Do you remember the? Do you remember those halcyon days, Natch, where um, where the government worked for us? Do you remember that? Well, I mean, it, it's it's told to us in myth. Like in our lifetimes, we seem to work for the government. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the idea, no, of a democracy. You know, you you um, vote, vote these people in to work for us. Jeez, Louise. Let's see. They are um, protecting themselves, says Rafelka. Oh, Probo approved, please. Jeez. Probo approved. True story. Who's protecting us? Don't we vote these people in to protect us, folks? Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? MJ Symbol. Hello, hello. Good morning. Vero. AI should be used to help, not to substitute. Yeah, look, I had them. Um, uh, again, I spoke to Izzy's father, who's an economist, the other day. And um, it was kind of a long, interesting conversation. And he's a lot more optimistic than I am. And I said to him, okay, traditionally, when, um, when the cost of production is too high, what does a company do? He says, finds cheaper workforce. I'm like, exactly. Or move, move workforce offshore, right, to companies, to developing countries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then again, tell me why AI will be used by businesses to replace humans. Creek, creek. <laughs> I mean, come on. Are we kidding ourselves, guys? Are we kidding ourselves? Um, how are we doing, Ronnie? What time is it? It is 8.46 Central European Time, uh, 2.46 Eastern Standard Time, 2.46 a.m., that is, and 2.46 in the afternoon for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. Um, MJ Symbol, please write that unpopular opinion to me in a message so I don't forget it. Um, all right, let's um, uh, let's continue on with the show. Do you, yeah, I have other news, but I do want to get into today's unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Okay, much like we did um, an unpopular opinion I lost last year with regards to um, British cuisine. <laughs> We're doing a take two on this one. This one, um, uh, you know... A lot of people accuse me, Natch, of being anti-love. And I'm not. I'm pro-love. I am here to fix the institution of marriage. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Today's unpopular opinion is marriage licenses should expire after one year. Las licencias matrimoniales deberían caducar al cabo de un año. Marriage licenses should expire after one year. You're welcome, um, Pope John Paul Ringo. I don't know what his name is. Pope, what's his name, dude? The new Pope. I, I kind of lost Francisco? track. Ah, Pope Frank. Look, Frank. Popey Frank, I'm here to help. All right. Marriage licenses should expire after one year. So I asked you on Instagram. A lot of people voted today. And you know what they said? Can you guess what they said, Natch? They said true. By a lot or by a little? By a little. Wow, Natch nailing it. Yeah, exactly. 56% true. I'm aiming for a higher ratio in today's um, in today's chat, and I think I can um, I think I can defend this point. Vero says false. Um define license like a marriage license, right? Like a normal marriage license, the thing you have to sign. Ow. Um, false. Th though marriage should not depend on any paper, but on real love and trust. Exactly. I agree with you, Vero, and that's why I think marriage license should expire after one year. Let's continue. Okay, so I thoroughly um, tortured the elves this morning, and they gave me some pros and cons. Let's get to those right now. So agreeing with the fact that marriage licenses, or with the idea that marriage licenses should expire after one year, the system could um, encourage couples to reassess their relationship annually and consciously choose to continue their marriage, keeping the relationship more deliberate and actively chosen rather than seen as a default status. Imagine every year 
instead of falling into that rut like the needle on a record, you sit down with your partner, sweetheart, I'm so happy. Are you happy? Yes, I'm happy. I would love to continue this relationship. Or we need some changes in the relationship. I'm not, don't think I'm able to continue. Rather than increasing divorce rates. Look, you guys are thinking about marriage like, oh, no, for the rest of our lives. Guys, 50% of marriages end in divorce. (laughs) In fact, you could say the number one cause of divorce is marriage. And here I am. Here I am to give you a second option, a friendlier option. Here we go. Next. Are you listening, Pope Francisco? I'm here to help. I'm here to help. You just call me. (laughs) Um, It could simplify the process of separation for those couples who find out they're not well matched. They wouldn't have to go through a potentially complex and stressful divorce process. They could simply not renew the license. Think of the children, friends. The complicated divorce system where the kids are in a tug-of-war battle between two embattled parents. Not anymore. Not anymore, friends. One year and you reassess the relationship. One of the the couple getting complacent, too relaxed. Well, you know, it's month 11. Are you sure you don't want to um, tighten your belt? Mm. Next. This could reduce the societal stigma associated with divorce. If couples don't renew, it's simply seen as a decision to um, not to recommit uh, um, rather than a failed marriage. Potentially changing societal perceptions about the longevity of relationships. Guys, this is not... uh, Newsflash, this is not the 16th century. You know? You you know, your, your parents don't have to pay a dowry. You know, Um, we're not living in small, closed off communities. Now we are just inundated with information and choice. Why not have a marital system that is keeping up with the times rather than something that is archaic like we have right now? Oh, no, no, you can't touch the institution of marriage. Really? Um, Ladies, love, honor and obey your man, right? (laughs) Do you agree with that? Do you love, honor, and obey? (laughs) Are you going to tell me that marriage isn't antiquated? Are you obeying your man? No, of course it's out of date. Of course it's out of date. We can all agree with that. Let's uh, let's, let's continue. (laughs) Knowing that there's an evaluation in a year might prompt more honest communication between partners. It could encourage couples to work through issues knowing... The renewal process is coming up rather than letting problems fester. So true. Okay. And then there are non-enlightened individuals out there that say, no, no, no. Marriage licenses should not expire. We should continue with our current system that has been um, that has been in place for you know, hundreds of years. Let's get into it. This practice could create a sense of instability within the relationship framework, possibly undermining the commitment um, assumed with marriage. It might also destabilize children's lives and the family unit, which traditionally rely on stability that marriage offers. Does marriage offer stability? Isn't it something like 50% of uh, marriages end in the first year? I think the actual divorce rate is over 50%. We're talking about stability. What year, who, who in this modern age considers marriage stable? Anyway, let's continue. The logistics of managing expiring marriage licenses could be a legal nightmare, complicating matters like shared finances, properties, and other legal aspects. Um, hello, you think divorces aren't um, legal and financially complicated? What world are you living in, in elves? Okay, next. The potential annual renewal could put undue stress on couples, knowing their relationship is up for review. Um, You know, I think the, the whole idea of marriage could put undue stress on couples, honestly. Um, and I think a yearly a yearly date where a couple has to sit down and reevaluate the relationship would be nothing but a good thing. Finally, It contradicts traditional marriage concepts. Traditional marriage is often seen as a lifelong commitment. 
And the idea of a temporary marriage license could contradict many cultural, religious, and personal beliefs about the sanctity and purpose of the institution. Henry VIII created the <laughs> a whole religion <laughs> because he wanted to divorce his wife. What are you talking about? I mean, religions are even, even now the Catholic religion is starting to evolve a little bit to adopt more um, modern viewpoints, blessing um, same-sex marriages, etc. This is just a step in the right direction. Are you listening, Frankie? Frankie, baby, Pope Francis, I'm here to help. Let's get marriages back on the menu and let's do it by modernizing them. I think, you know, a marriage that lasts or a marriage license that lasts one year is nothing but a good thing. But no one cares what I think, friends. We care what you think. So I'm going to post a poll in the chat and you're going to tell me, should marriage licenses expire after one year? Friends, so many things you could have been doing um, today. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and it means the world. I'll see you soon. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Just a quick reminder, the, f the vote is still live. So you have, I think, one minute only left to vote. Marriage li licenses should expire after one year. Let me know your opinion there. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, we it's been a, it's been an episode, friends. We looked at how birth rates are um, are slowly falling off a cliff in Italy. Um, we we found out that the White House is um, is going to reveal sweeping. A sweeping AI executive order, but in my opinion, it uh, misses the mark quite uh, quite a lot. And how White Castle, the uh, fast food chain, is hiring um, robots to cook their burgers. All right. Then we moved into the unpopular opinion, which is marriage licenses should expire after one year. Las licencias matrimoniales deben caducar al cabo de un año. Okay, I released the poll to our friends in the live audience, and um, and yeah, we've left it up to them to vote. God, okay, I'm not gonna, <laughs> no spoilers. Natch, how do you feel about this? What do you think? Mm, I wouldn't say that. No, you, said you, false. Can you can divorce whenever you want. You want yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, I respect your opinion, Natch. You are, after all, the oracle. Um, <laughs> I did get I did get quite a few messages about this, but what I um, what I fail to uh, I, what I haven't received is a good argument against in my mind. Uh, let me just pay a little attention to the chat. Uh, Born to Wireman is about to get uh, Probo approved. Today's unpopular opinion is sponsored by Henry VIII. <laughs> Probo approved. Probo approved. <laughs> it's true. The man created um, uh, the Church of England. <laughs> because he wanted to get divorced. I'm just thinking, you know, there's, and again, you can get divorced. Divorce is an option. How many amicable, amicable divorces do you know? Most of them are just a big tug of war battle embittering both, both parties. I'm saying it doesn't have to be like that. A reassessment after one year, do we go our separate ways or do we stay together? You know? Now, let's continue. Min here joining us from the Netherlands says, sounds like something the government would implement to get more money. Um, I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, why Why would you assume that the government would get more money for the expi... Ex well, I suppose maybe the bureaucracy involved in, um, in renewing the license. Hmm, could be. Could be. He says, um, is it bad that 50% of marriages end in divorce? It means people aren't forced to stay together when it isn't working. Otherwise, the stat simply becomes 50% of marriages aren't continued. What really, what really changes? Well, number one, the idea of the failed marriage disappears. You know? Oh, no, we just didn't renew. It wasn't working out. We didn't renew. 
Um, when problems arise, the idea of people who stay in bad relationships. I mean, for the sake of the marriage, we stay together. We just, you know, we, we, we just kind of stay. We're trying to make it work. You know, I just want to reduce stigma, reduce pressure on 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 families stuck in toxic situations, not to be using kids like bargaining chips. We should facilitate um, the reassessment of a marriage. Haven't we spoken before? I mean, Natch, you and I have spoken about this before on the radio, that you see couples, they get together and then they get married and it's the marriage seems to, to, to cause the end of the relationship, right? You, you spoke about a friend of yours. I have a friend who's similar. Okay, in a relationship for many years, they get married, the relationship, because of the pressure um, implied in marriage, um, ends up dissolving. Imagine if that pressure didn't exist. Imagine if that pressure didn't exist. Imagine it was a yearly renewal. Imagine the idea if we actually used a license properly, like any other license, driving license, you know? And if you screwed around, if you were a bad boy, your license get revoked. Oh, hang on. Maybe this bald man is onto something. <laughs> Ronnie says, I'm married. <laughs> I'm guessing Ronnie was one of the few people who voted true. <laughs> uh, why would the idea of a failed marriage disappear? Your marriage still ended. Just because it's um, worded differently doesn't mean it didn't end with the same repercussions. Spoken like a man who isn't married, man. <laughs> Spoken like an unmarried man. Yeah, I have seen um, in my circle of friends so many marriages just deflate and turn into toxic horrible situations for both parties and it's sad it's sad i think um uh, and by the way i'm being facetious mate i'm being facetious um uh, well actually let me get to the point let me get to the um uh, <laughs> rob you're an unmarried man <laughs> yeah true story <laughs> All right, let's, um, let me reveal the results of the poll. So I said marriage licenses should expire after one year, and you guys said... ...67% false. Yeah. Okay, so I know when I'm beaten. <laughs> and maybe I'm wrong. You know, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong, right? <laughs> I'm almost definitely wrong. You know, as Grandpa Boy used to say, opinions are like buttholes, friends. Everyone has one. They all stink, including mine. But here's what I would say. Here's what I would say. I'm in my mid-40s, and I've witnessed so many people in my circle of friends here at work, all over the place, who get involved in these, in these bitter divorces. I see, um, uh, I see struggles. I see relationships where one party is just stopped making an effort and the other party feels like they're being taken advantage of. And built into the system of marriage is no point of contact where you have to reassess what is going on. And I think that reassessment on a yearly basis would be a great thing. Again, it does come across as anti-love and marriage. And I have been quite facetious today in my um, in my argument. Um, I will admit I'm not the biggest fan of um, uh, of the the concept of marriage. I do honestly believe it's a little bit out of date. But maybe even I would be more um, inclined to take a chance on marriage if it didn't come with the pressure of it being till death do us part. And on that point, friends. Let's go to today's 100 Humans. Wow. I got thoroughly beaten there, Natch. I got thoroughly beaten. It's Friday. It's my turn. And, you know, it has to happen. <laughs> I think marriage could use a change, but I don't know if this is the one, says Min. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Um, all right, friends. It was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans and I asked them a question. Today's question was which office supply, when I say office supply, I mean something you'd find on a desk 
or, you know, in the printer room, something you'd find in an office. Which office supply is most likely to cause an injury? Which office supply is most likely to cause an injury? ¿Qué material de la oficina o de oficina tiene más probabilidades de causar lesiones o accidentes? I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. It's your job in the live audience to identify the top seven answers. All right. As always, we go to the um, we go to the um, the Natch, the Oracle. To um, rip the band-aid off of this one. What do you think, Natch? Scissors. 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 Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. Did the hundred, hundred humans agree, though? Scissors. Tijeras. Um, Min agrees with you. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done, Natch. 17 of 100 humans said scissors. Tijeras. Mm. Uh, well done, Min. Well done, Natch. It's in second place. All right. Rafelka and also Min say a stapler. A stapler. Grapadora. A stapler. So much fun when you're a <laughs> You know, because you can shoot them. <laughs> what causes most office accidents? Rob. <laughs> Oh, dude. I miss the days, Natch, when we could race around the office on our wheelie chairs. I miss those days. Oh. Is it is stapler there? Grapadora. Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> Rafelka and Min there for the win. Stapler is there with 32 of the 100 humans saying stapler is the number one answer. Well done, friends. You're killing it. You're killing it. Um, all right. Woo. Rafelka has a good one here. He says, um, a letter opener. He says, letter openers if someone still uses them. Yeah. At least, you know, I've seen in, in the on the in posh offices. <laughs> do you know what a letter opener is, Natch? It's like a little knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, how do you say that in Spanish? Abre cartas. Abre cartas. Abre cartas. A letter opener. Isn't that what, um, wasn't that the murder weapon in, um, in Basic Instinct? Oh, no, no. That was an ice pick. A letter opener. Is a letter opener. Abre cartas. Is a letter opener there? Yes, it is. Well done. Well done. My God. Letter opener is their seventh most popular answer with five of a hundred humans saying a letter opener. Letter opener. If you're one of the many people watching in the chat, this is your moment, friends. This is your moment to participate. Which office supply is most likely to cause an accident? ¿Qué material de oficina tiene más probabilidades de causar lesiones? Lesiones. O accidentes. All right. Um, Min here says a paperweight. A paperweight. Hmm. Is a paperweight there? Hmm. No, it's not. Sorry. It's a good answer, though. It's a good answer. Um, Let me give you a clue. Let me give you a, a little clue. Well, Min says paperweight. He's half right. Ooh. In fact, you can you can even um, you can even break the surface of your skin, or as we say, cut. <laughs> A special kind of cut that is caused by this, um, uh, by this, uh, by this material. Hmm. Special, yeah, we have a special kind of, of, um, cut caused, named after this material. Min was, Min was half right with, um, uh, with paperweight. What am I talking about, Natch? I don't know. <laughs> it's paper. Well done. Well, Rafelka got it. Min got it. Paper. Yeah, yeah. See the clue. I was playing 3D chess. <laughs> All right. Rafelka says, pay uh, cables on the floor. Cables en el suelo. Cables. Are cables there? Hmm. No, they're not. Sorry. Good answer. Vero says, a razor. In an office, Vero. 
Well, maybe, you never know. You know, maybe you have a barber's in your office. Is Razor there? No, it's not. Alright, I'll give you another clue. The English word for this item is um, is named after the instrument the French used during the um, revolution to uh, to to kill the uh, the the ruling elite. It's named after the instrument the French used during the French Revolution to punish, well, to kill. Let's be honest, the um, the ruling elite. What am I talking about? Rafelka knows, Vero knows, Min knows. Do you know Natch? Yes. Guillotine. A guillotine. Well done, friends. I think in um, in the states they call it a paper cutter. A paper cutter. Hmm. A guillotine. Uh, we would say in in England. All right. Well done. Um, fun fact, as Min, paper cuts hurt so much because the paper is far from smooth. That means the cut is much more like a cut from a saw, not a smooth cut from a knife. We got Probo approved. Uh, Min dropping some knowledge. Probo approved. Um, Rafelka says chairs. Oh, dude, chairs. I miss it. We used to, or maybe it was just me and my team when we were in the other office in Barrio de la Concepcion. Just rolling around on our office chairs. <laughs> Is chairs there? No, it's not. Whoa. All right, let's say I'm going to give you another clue. Okay, this um, is an office supply. It's more of a machine. I think you would call it more of a machine. Named after the villain of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> See Natch laughing because he probably knows this one. <laughs> so who was the villain of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You would use this to um, completely destroy paper documents so they couldn't be... Um, so they couldn't be... Uh, used or seen, maybe they're confidential. <laughs> the villain of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, according to Min, is a bad diet. Nothing wrong with a diet of pizza, Min. Nothing wrong with a diet of pizza. <laughs> okay, Min knows the answer. Do you know the answer, Natch? Shredder. It's a shredder. Well done. A shredder. Um, trituradora de papel. Oh, 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 Shredder, yeah, the, the, the machine you use to completely destroy, um, uh, completely destroy paper. So if, if it's confidential. All right, final one. Maybe only one person, one person has actually got this. One person steps out of the dust and debris of today's 100 humans like a hero. Carrying a torch comes Ronnie. And he screams at the top of his lungs. A pencil or a pen? A writing utensil. And the hundred humans say, yes, well done, Ronnie. <laughs> um, yeah, um, bolígrafo or, you know, a, a writing utensil. Well done, a pen. All right, guys, I asked 100 humans which office supplies most likely to cause an injury. ¿Qué material de oficina tiene más probabilidades de causar lesiones? Or lesiones. Oh, thank you, Natch. I got, when Natch gives me a thumbs up, it almost feels better than a nibble, I thought. <laughs> almost. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, in position number seven, with five of 100 humans was a letter opener. A letter opener. Um, abre cartas. I, I learned today. Um, in position number six. With eight of a hundred humans was a paper shredder. A shredder. A trituradora de, pa de papel. Okay. In position number five. Was a guillotine or a, a paper cutter, I believe, in, in the States. How do you say it in Spanish, Natch? Guillotina. A guillotina. All right. In position number four. Um, congratulations to Ronnie getting this one, the last... Oh, hang on. Lesiones, not lecciones, Rob. I said le... Oh. Natch gave me a thumbs up, Vero. It's good enough for me. <laughs> um, we, it was a, a writing utensil. Congratulations, Ronnie. That was the one that was um, 
the last one, you identified it. 11 of 100 humans said that one. In position number three, paper. Paper can cause accidents, paper cuts, etc. In position number two, with 17 of 100 humans, was scissors. Tijera, scissors. And finally, in position number one, with 32 of 100 humans, congratulations to Rafelka and to Min. It was a stapler. Una grapadora. Oh, on fire, guys. You're on fire. Let's move on to complete the news. Complete the news! <laughs> All right, friends. It's time for the final section of this show. Oh, friends, don't forget, there is actually an episode of the Probo Show you've missed if you only listen to this show on the radio. You can access it very simply by going to any good podcast directory, typing in the Probo Show, um, and it was a fascinating discussion about um, universalism versus uh, multiculturalism. There was also some fascinating news and, you know, maybe a quite a provocative 100 humans in that episode. Um, so do check it out. It's there. And also on my YouTube channel, The Probo Show on YouTube, you can actually find the VOD, the whole video of that episode, and it's there, free for you to use and, uh, and watch. All right, let's get into today's 100 humans. I think we've got time for both today. We're going to start with um, this news from Minneapolis, St. Paul Airport in the United States. Complete the news. I'm going to give you a news headline, un titular, but I'm going to leave out some important information. Your job in, in the chat is to complete the news using the three options I give you, A, B, or C. A woman caught with blank in her flight luggage in Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. Un mujer, una mujer, oh, un mujer pillada con blank. Um, and in su equipaje. But what is it? Is it A, a deep fried koala? A deep fried koala. <laughs> is it B, giraffe poop? Or is it C, uh, her husband's severed head? Oof, got dark very quickly. Um, woman caught with blank in her flight luggage. Is it A, a deep fried koala? Un koala frito. Is it B, giraffe poop, caca de jirafa? Or is it C, her husband's severed head, la cabeza cortada de su marido? A, B, or C? Hello, Coco, joining us in the chat. What do you think, Natch? Hey. You think A, a deep fried koala? You know, airport food is expensive, man. <laughs> Tastes like chicken. Maybe it is A. The chat is saying C. Oh, no, it's a tie between C and B. Oof, you're all divided today. <laughs> Rob has to have come up with anything deep fried. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. You'll be surprised. Okay, let's see what the results are. So a woman caught with... The answer was B, giraffe. In her flight luggage at Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. Here we go. Federal custom agents at the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport intercepted an Iowa woman's unusual plan to create jewelry from giraffe poop she had collected during her trip to Kenya. The woman caught on September 29th had previously made similar items from moose poop. Do we, does she tell people that's what it's made out of? Like, a, <laughs> would you wear um, would you wear a necklace made out of giraffe poop, Natch? No, no, me neither. <laughs> I'm guessing she's burying the lead on that one. <laughs> All right, next, next piece of news. Okay, here we go. Australian woman causes outrage for blank because she wasn't Asian. Una australiana causa indignación por blank porque no era asiática. Is it a Opening a sushi restaurant. B. Wearing a kimono. Or C. Using chopsticks. Hmm. An Australian woman causes outrage for blank 
because she wasn't Asian. Una australiana causa indignación por blank. Porque no era asiática. Is it A, opening a sushi restaurant? Abrir un restaurante de sushi. Is it B, wearing a kimono? Llevar un kimono. Or is it C, using chopstick? Usando mm, palillos chinos? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Killing it. Nivelazo. What do you think, friends? Um, <laughs> stop the world because I want to get off, says Vero. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Okay, we're getting a few answers here in the chat. Seeing some C's and some B's. More B's t- turning up. Mm. What do you think, Natch? Uh, wearing a kimono. You think B? Mm. You know quite a lot of the chat are agreeing with you on this one. I think B seems to be the most popular. Oh, again, a tie between B and C. Well, I'll tell you what, Natch. Given that you're playing, given that you're playing, I think you break the tie and um, you all say B. Is this, um, am I, do I perhaps win today? Let's see. Okay, Australian woman causes outrage for. The answer was A, opening a sushi restaurant. This comes from EV Magazine. An Australian woman faced significant online backlash for opening a New York City-based sushi store sushi counter offering Australian style rolls primarily because she wasn't of Asian descent. The controversy escalated when a video about her store went viral on X formerly Twitter leading to accusations of cultural appropriation and a wave of negative reviews. Can you believe that friends? What is happening to the world? (laughs) Oh yeah. Guys, let's not be angry if we open um, uh, open a restaurant because we like... Maybe she likes um, Asian food. Like, who knows? My God. Craziness, Natch. Craziness. Stop the world. As um, as Vero said, stop the world. I want to get off. Vero says, great show today, guys. See you in the afternoon. Take care outside. Yes, we'll be back, or I will be back with the lunchtime show this afternoon. Guys, uh, thank you for participating in the best day, part of my day every single day. Um, that is this, the Probo Show. Um, I'll be back on Monday, friends. So many things you could have been doing this week. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and the Natch, and it means so well. I'll see you next time. Yeah.